0: Hello, this is EJ.
1: And this is Tara.
0: And this is the Intimacy Experiment Podcast. Welcome
1: back. Yeah,
0: welcome back. And uh, our episode today is called The, the Whole, whole Enchilada. Enchilada. Yeah, Tara loves those like uh, This
1: those is fun, not clever... in relationship to food.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, and well, today is all about the fact that we, uh, we need to accept our partners for their whole. That we don't get to just sort of say, hey, I like this part of my partner. I don't like this part of my partner. And uh, and all the problems that that does create when we do that.
1: I think one of the biggest things is it creates a lot of judgment when the parts of the partner we don't accept come out. And then that is what creates some disconnection and starts to create some irritability and conflict and criticism.
0: Yeah. The big thing is, is, you know, especially, you know, we have that wonderful part at the beginning of relationships where, where it really is just all bliss and fun and it's new.
1: Curiosity. Oh my God. I love you. He's so great. It was amazing.
0: We're hanging out at the pool all the time. I don't care if his car
1: smells, whatever. Yeah,
0: it's all good. But you know eventually I mean hey we're we're all people and we have you know we have good points we have bad points we have strengths we have weaknesses and as we get to know somebody better you know we we just see them for their whole
1: our imperfections start to come out and we are not putting on our best face forward anymore Yeah
0: yeah and it's funny we always we kind of joke with our with our couples about this and we we definitely joke with ourselves about this as well that uh that sometimes the things that you just like adored about the person at the beginning or the things that were like, you know, really endearing about them become some of the things that drive you absolutely nuts. Can I tell my Tara? Okay. okay. And this is so so I you know, I knew Tara pretty well before we got together. And just always from like the first time I met her, I was just like so amazed because she is just so loving and kind and people were drawn to her and she can make anybody feel like wonderful and and I, I just love that about her and now sometimes I'm like we're walking through the grocery store we're going someplace and like she talks to like every single person we're on you like planes for that. she gets into these deep. it's just like man <laughs> can we just like can we just can it just be us two we can we really not let the world into our lives and uh, and it's not fair, right? Because that's what's amazing about her. And if I start judging her and being, you know, a grump about it, which I'm sure, sh- have I been a grump about that in the past?
1: Uh yes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, do you want me to share one thing about you? Um, of course. So I meet EJ Jane. he's this super grounded, very calming, neutral, non-emotional kind of guy. And I was like, wow, this is really great. And then we you know we start dating and spending more time together, and I'm you know, I like to call myself high maintenance emotionally, I'm a little more sensitive, and I've got more I, I don't want to say expectations just more. I'm going to call it color to my uh, my emotional <laughs> self
0: you' You're a dynamic woman.:
1: I'm a dynamic woman. I will never make your life bored ever. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, EJ's kind of what I would call flatline started to really bother me. And so I would unconsciously try to pick these fights so I could see him get angry or sad or, and, you know, sometimes I was just like so frustrated, like, why can't you just show any emotion? Like, I just want you to be angry. And he's like, I thought the one thing you loved about me was because I was so like calm and chill. (laughs) So, I mean, and then it was just like, you know, we had to kind of, you know, navigate through that and, and talk about what that means, you know, and, and, and the big thing about, you know, well, if you've heard our first podcast, the reason why we created everything we did is because, you know, we went through a really significant transition early on in marriage. We got pregnant with twins who had colic and EJ had already had two boys. So I went from zero to four kids in like a year and a half. And it was, significantly challenging and EJ and I we had been you know counselors for over a decade and we just did not know how to make things work we did not have systems in place and but we had all the skills and the tools cuz we taught it to our clients and and what happened was in that first year of transition, I obviously was not my best self. I was tired. I was hormonal. I was emotional. I was exhausted. I had these expectations that because EJ already had had kids, he should just know what to do. Let me just tell you, twins, is a whole different ball game.
0: For
1: sure. So he saw this part of me that A, I didn't even know existed. And that was really bad because I also suffered from postpartum depression pretty bad. I mean, I didn't even want to look at my dog. I'm like, get this dog out of here. So I could feel EJ's judgment because he'd always seen that light, cheerful, fun side, playful side. And here I am like crazy, right? Just exhausted. And uh, I mean, a a coffee cup like would make me mad. It it could be anything. And so I would feel his judgment and like this not accepting. And I was already feeling so bad. And this was before we even started our, he said, she said, couples counseling. And I would be in the kitchen and I would say like, EJ, I know you're judging me right now. Like I can feel it. And he's like, no, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. And I could feel it. Like he was judging me because he'd get up in the morning and want to have coffee and have it be light. And here I am like cranky and irritable and like kind of very terse with the kids, like you should drink your whole smoothie. Just again, not my best self. And I finally just broke down and I said, EJ, if you don't let me know what's happening and like you don't tell me that you're judging me, like we are not going to be good. I said, I just need you to be honest with me because I'm already judging myself. And when I'm getting it from you, it feels worse. I'm like, this is happening. It's not going away. And we have got to find a way to get through this together because this is really hard. Yeah. And I don't want to feel judged anymore.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's also, like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, I expected Tara to be. Be like, you know, always her light, like fun, playful self. It, it was also, there were parts of terror that I knew before we got together that were there. I knew that she could get anxious and I knew that she could get overwhelmed. But, you know, prior to when we had the twins, it was very episodic and it was like this small percentage. And I mean, I think that that's a, a big thing that we have to realize. We can't just, you know, sort of expect our partners not to have deeper times of struggle right and so in that first year you know her her anxiety and her need to sort of control things at times Mm -hmm. was exasperated right it was much worse and because I was struggling myself because it was I was tired as well because I you know because truthfully I just hadn't worked through some stuff that I needed to work through in relationship you know I did I I got judgmental and I looked at her and and I just wanted her to like take care of it herself. Like just like, or stop. Yeah. Stop. Or just take care of this yourself. And, and, you know, this is like really the point of this whole, this today's podcast is this idea that like, we have to accept our partner for who they are completely. And and really what that leads into, like, you know, what is your commitment, you know, in your relationship? I mean, you know, we do these vows if you, if you get married or you have a commitment ceremony or, like you know, you say things like in the in the dark times and and the light and in the. And the good. That's an
1: Alanis Morissette song. You see all my light, and you love my dark. We, we Amazing song. song. <laughs> Everyone should yeah. listen to it. Yeah.
0: And and so, what does that mean? Does that mean like, well, I accept if you ha- if you have a hard time, but it can only be for like fifteen minutes, like every three weeks, or you know, can a person go through a really tough period of their life, have that part of themselves that they struggle with? get a little bit out of control? And, you know, are you going to be able to deal with it?
1: I think the most significant shift for couples is when they can be really, really honest. Like EJ, when you finally opened up and said, you know what, Tara, I am judging you. Like I do get frustrated when like my morning is disrupted by your mood. I was like, thank you. I'm not crazy. Like I... I mean, that opened us up to an, an entire deeper level of conversation, communication, understanding, compassion. It's like our hearts just opened, even though it was difficult conversation, right? Because we're talking about like, yeah, I judge you. And oh my gosh, EJ, you know, EJ is kind of losing his hair a little. And I loved his hair <laughs> before. I love his hair now. I have now. no
0: idea what you're talking about.
1: But <laughs> there's times when I'm like, oh, I miss your curly hair. And and, but I know the twins probably. Is, yeah.
0: Those twins the, took about, added about 15 years of The my cause life of
1: like hair loss. Five. And and I, I'm i able to talk about like, instead of like not saying anything about that, he's, you know, looking different because I love him for who he is. I'm just like, I'm still sad. Like, I still love that you're getting bald and I'll love you forever. But I got to let you know too, like I miss that curly hair. And it's yeah. just me being really honest, even if it sounds critical, which I try to make it not sound critical?
0: Well, I think the the honesty is, I mean, I think the honesty is like ch- a challenge for a few different reasons, you know, is like, you know, when Tara was like, you know, tell me just if you are mad at me or if if you are upset about that, there's part of me that doesn't want to admit it because I want to be like a non-reactive partner. And I want to like, I want to be able to accept her. And it's also like, it's a risk because it's a, it's a vulnerable admission. Cause what if I say like, yeah, I'm judging you. And then she gets pissed off and it makes it, it makes it worse. Or, or what if I like, admit it. And, and I just don't like that part of myself. You know, I think that's a part of it for me is like that, like, I don't want to admit that if terror is really suffering, really having a hard part that I'm super selfish.
1: I know, but we're humans. Yeah. It's just what happens. And it, we're kind of like our ego takes over. And again, when we can see our partner as another human who's suffering. And in those times when they're not their best selves, we can support them instead of, we get through our stuff easier. We have the ability to give and receive love more freely, which is like one of our favorite statements. The ability to give and receive love freely is kind of the goal we have in our relationship. And then with all the work we do with couples. Well,
0: that's, yeah. And that's, so that's huge, right? it's, it's a total reframe right there that when your partner is doing something that that really triggers you, really upsets you, you don't necessarily like it, like the behavior, right? You know, we tend to just like make it like, God, they're just being this or like, you know, we don't reframe it to the fact that like, oh, like this is a struggle for them. Like right. there's something going on for them that is creating such internal discomfort that they're acting out in a certain way. And can I, you know, can I take the whole enchilada? Can I accept that this is a part of the person I love?
1: Well, and here's what's interesting. So for those parents, you know, parents or couples that have children, it's so easy to accept our kids for all their good and bad, right? It's a different kind of relationship. And what we try to do in our relationship and with the couples we work with is like, it's so easy. Like when your child is angry or sad or frustrated to lean into them and hold them and say, help me understand what's going on. But when it comes to our partner, we get so personally reactive. It's like we put our walls up and then our partner becomes like this person that's making me feel awful. And then they are the enemy. And it's like, no, how do we open up our hearts in difficult times? Whichever partner is suffering, or maybe we're suffering at the same time, just like we would do to our animals or our children. It's just the intimate relationship is so different because it kind of tugs at all of our heartstrings and also triggers some unprocessed baggage that we all have. So this, this opportunity to really stay present and support each other in suffering actually helps each other become better people for themselves and understand at a deeper level what's happening for them in those moments.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's here's something like I challenge everybody out there to do because because this is something that I've employed in our relationship and I really think it works is that when there are times where where I'm really Frustrated with Tara, where there's something that she's doing that's really triggering me, where I'm I'm mad or resentful about it, I I really look at what my thoughts are in those moments, and oftentimes they're 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 really like. They're they're just like teresa. They're like so judgmental. They're like, God, she's just acting like a child, and like, God, I just want somebody who can act this way. And you know, it's all this like, I, I didn't I, know that was
1: happening. To you.
0: <laughs> like, you know, I, what
1: do You mean you want somebody else, a <laughs> little stinker. <laughs>
0: But you know, I look at those thoughts and I'm like, you know, they're just self-preservatory. They're wow. just like, they get me through the moment. But I look at them and they're like, one, they're like so self-centered and they're so judgmental. And, and so, you know, I challenge you, notice what those thoughts are, right? Yeah. And then ask yourself like, is this helping? You know, is this, is this really making me feel any better? It's certainly not making my partner feeling better that I'm thinking these things, right? And then the next step is like, okay, like in these moments, Mm -hmm. what do I want to think? You know, like I try to replace them now when I see Tara in these moments where I want to go to really judging and cutting, I switch it to like, okay, like Tara is having a hard time. I love her. Yeah. I want to help her right now. I don't want to make her feel worse. And what was happening back early in our relationship when we had really hard times is i was not helping her i was making things worse yes you know i was making her feel worse and, and in a lot of ways i was making myself feel worse because i'm telling myself a narrative that's like a storyline that's that's really unpleasant you know um and so i really you know i encourage all of you like when next time you have an argument with your partner next time they're doing something that's driving you crazy Take a second and really look down, write down, and then burn it so they don't ever see it. Just kidding. They're your thoughts. You know, write down and your they're, thoughts. And
1: they're automatic. They're, they happen without any thinking. They just pop up. And so it, it might take a couple of times to be like, what are even the thoughts? Because they're really not intentional. They just happen automatically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't even have to. We're not choosing
1: them. They just happen. And the more you can detect the thoughts that are going to turn into a downward spiral, closed heart, guardedness, and you can catch it quicker, you're going to be able to restructure it to stay more present. And it's a game changer. Yeah. And and then
0: the hard part, right, is is replacing them. And what I find is like I have to think of those thoughts that I want to replace them with after. Right. It can't be. It can't be like in the moment, I'm not real good at thinking those thoughts. But if I think about it in a moment where I'm not activated and I'm like, okay, next time, this is what I want to think about, Tara. I love you. You're the, you're the best thing in the world. You don't deserve to feel this way. Like, let me help you. If I can think those, there's a, she's going to see that even in my body, right? That I'm I'm acting slightly different instead of like sort of fading away because I'm I'm feeling this is so unpleasant. I'm leaning in and I'm like, you know, I'm here for you. I love you.
1: I will say too, another thing that I noticed when EJ was able to kind of show his emotions more and be more present for mine, I didn't feel like it was all my fault in the relationship because I'm more emotional. Every time I did have my moods or irritability, I was like, oh gosh, it's just all me. Cause EJ is just like this perfect being who meditates every morning. And I'd get so resentful like that. I couldn't see his suffering But he really was. He just didn't know how to access it in those moments. So now that he is like, I am judging you. I am frustrated. I am angry. I'm like, thank you. We're humans. Awesome. Because before I felt like, oh God, there's something wrong with me. I'm crazy. So. You are not crazy, honey. Thank you. A little.
0: (laughs) You're dynamic. (laughs) Um, so, uh, So let's just quickly sort of sum up a little bit, Tara. Like, What are the ways that we can let our partners know that we accept them as a whole, not just the pleasant, really wonderful things?
1: I mean, I think just starting to have a conversation about the parts in your guys' relationship that start to feel difficult and what happens for you in those moments – And instead of what happens in those moments where you're suffering or you're going into a negative narrative, like what kind of narrative do you want to have about the other person? Because you can't have expectations that you guys are going to be joyful and happy all the time. That's unrealistic. So I think you guys have to talk about expectations and assumptions and test them out. Like, is this realistic? If it feels like you guys can have that conversation, I also encourage couples who are having – more conflict and their guards are really up. Yep, definitely seek some counseling and have the therapist provide that safety so you can get there. Yeah. Sometimes there's just the triggers are so much that it's it's hard to navigate with just your partner. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think a good measuring stick for that, Tara. I think uh, thank you for saying that because that's that's super important. Is Okay, if we're not activated, if, if it's a moment where we're not in an argument and yes. I bring it up and I bring up like, hey, I want to talk about like how we deal with this aspect of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're like, like parenting, yeah, for example. Yeah, like and you can discuss it and maybe it gets a little heated, but it doesn't goes totally sideways because you've because you're being sort of preventative then it's like yeah you guys can figure this out on your own But if even in like a neutral moment you bring up a topic and it just like goes sideways quickly you can't pull out then like Tara like said you got it you got to go get some support because I can't tell you how useful couples uh, when they have the experience of sitting in a room with a therapist mm-hmm. who who just provides that safety. Who kind of helps them orchestrate a conversation? Yeah, it's, who who keeps them from going into the gutter? Sometimes merely by just stabilizing. Their, yeah, just by their presence sometimes stabilizes a conversation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, we love what we do. We love what our what our therapists do here at at, uh, at he said she said because we've just seen so many couples over the years just make huge positive changes in their relationship. For themselves, through couples counseling. for their yeah.
1: families. Yeah, I mean, that's our, you know, we have this little whiteboard out in our lobby and it says, our partner is our greatest teacher. Be patient for the lessons. Yeah. It's really true. We can help each other become our best selves while also working on it individually as well, yeah. so.
0: I think that, you know, sometimes we've struggled over the years to figure out what is our mission statement. I really think that's it. I mean, I think our mission statement is, is we help couples Become their best selves together.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, wow, that was so spontaneous. I
0: know. Just like bam, there's our mission happened. statement after <laughs> so
1: many years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: no, and it's such a great feeling. Like as a therapist, and it's such a great feeling as as a your partner, Tara. Of like, oh. you know, to just see that happen between us. I feel I like know. I've been become so much better of a person because of my relationship with you. Yeah. And uh, and then to I help agree. couples do it, it's just like
1: I know after like our usually when we have our final sessions with our couples and they've made that significant emotional shift about around staying present for their partner's suffering instead of defending it we just look at each other and we're like even oh though God. we work our <laughs> booties off and we are exhausted like this is why we do this and it just it makes our hearts very happy yeah
0: yeah absolutely well and, great
1: Oh, sorry, honey. Go ahead.
0: No, it's just great. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed this today. This was this was really fun to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely.
1: And remember, we would love to hear topics that you guys would want to have um, more information about, more education around. Um, we might start having couples on our podcast for just interviews around how they got through infidelity difficult conversation, blended family. Um, but any ideas from the community would be wonderful.
0: Yeah, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us over Facebook at, at He Said, She Said Counseling. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at He Said, She Said Couples. Uh, our website, said she www.hesaidshesaidcounseling.com. And our email, this is a lot of words, uh, info at he said she said counseling
1: a lot of uh, he said she said counseling
0: yeah <laughs> right all
1: right well everyone hope you guys have a great day thank you for listening
0: yeah bye-bye
1: bye-bye me and you just singing
2: on the train me and you listening to the rain me and you we are the same